Hey guys, Matthew here. So for this episode, our guest Julian Morrison actually shows a presentation. So if you didn't know, we actually have a YouTube channel. So if you want to follow along better, you can just search the Limitless Podcast on YouTube or you can click the link in the description if you're listening on things like Spotify or Apple Podcasts to see the video version of this episode. And while you're at it, just subscribe to our YouTube channel. Peace. All right, let's, let's, let's go through This is going to be our first episode with like <laughs> a presentation. So this is kind of fun. Let's get no, it. I remember, remember being Dr. Doom, you know, like yeah. I have to cover my bases, right? Fair, fair. All right. So on the first, on the first part, um, it's just the introduction, what's market manipulation. Mm-hmm. On the second slide, um, market manipulation refers to artificial inflation or deflation of the price of a security. Um, also known as market manipulation or stock manipulation. It involves the literal manipulation of a financial market for personal gain. It means influencing the behavior of securities with the intent to do so. That's from Corporate Finance Institute. Mm. On the next slide, we're going to pump and dumps. So a pump and dump is a manipulation technique that is used frequently in order to inflate the price of a security artificially. The manipulator then sells out and the followers are left with an overvalued security. This works on stocks with micro-market capitalization. This is also from Corporate Finance Institute. Pump and dump schemes um, sometimes are classified as scalping. So on the next slide, I show the flow of a pump and dump. Essentially, the entity buys a security in silence. Right? They don't say when they're buying then they tout the security publicly after buying and the viewers and followers afterwards react by buying the security. And while this is happening, the person or the entity who, te- who touted the stock, um, they are now selling in silence, not saying that they're selling while still touting it in some instances. So that's the basic breakdown of how pump and dumps happen. Um, then we're going to talk about pump and dumps in action, right? We need to actually show what we're talking about. So before we actually show graphical representations, there's some guidelines around pump and dumps. So they normally show price graphs that are parabolic in shape. So they normally have a bell shape. They show the 50-day moving average quickly shooting above the 200-day moving average, followed by a sharp and quick fall below it. So what you find is that the 50-day it will shoot above the 200 and then it just drop right after the the um the right afterwards below the 200 um so prices they have moving averages 50 day moving average is basically the average price of the last 50 trading sessions and the 200 day is the average price of the last 200 trading sessions so they're basically just showing you how the price has moved over the last 50 days versus how the price has moved over the last 200 days. Normally, the 50 is more volatile than the 200 mm-hmm. because the 200 is collecting more price points. It will smooth out. But what it does is that not only the price chart is showing a bell shape, the 50-day also shows a bell shape. Um, okay, so and you're going to show us like how the 50-day moving average moves versus the 200-day? Yeah, man, without yeah. a doubt. All in, and I'm going to show examples. But okay, I just, just for everybody that else that's watching yeah, as well, because they may a lot of our followers that. may not know like the moving averages and stuff like that, how it actually looks on a chart. So yeah, and locally we don't talk about moving averages enough. It's not um J yeah, I don't, I don't think J, JSC allows you to see it. 
yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. For Kaka, get moving averages. Um, yeah. Really when the market good. gets a bit more sophisticated, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, but but we'll 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 get into that. And then what we also need to look for is the fact that it shows abnormal spikes in volumes traded, which coincide with the bell shape. Mm. So the bell shape is normally supported by a huge spike that seemingly came out of nowhere, and then that spike will peter out, and then the price also peter out to follow. Mm. And we also will see where we um we'll also observe where on the relative strength index, the relative strength index tells us if a stock is overbought or oversold. Normally during a pump, you'll see the stock reaching overbought territory, sometimes in multiple instances. A stock can be overbought without it being um being a pump and dump situation. But I'm just saying all these conditions combined normally follow a pump and dump so it's all of these boxes being checked at the same time mm. um and lastly you will see the high i.e the highest point over the observed period the period of observation the high is more than 70 percent than the average price right so you're seeing all of these things happening it being overbought the high is more than 70 percent of the average price there are abnormal volumes the 50-day is shooting above the 200 day and then crashing soon after and also there's a parabolic shape so all of these things coinciding is what we're seeing as typical things around a uh, pump and dump but they can happen without it being a pump and dump it's just okay. a pattern that we normally see so we're trying to quantify it and make it more than just yo this brother come out of nowhere and i come talk about thing no bridging there's a pattern so the first graph we're actually showing Supreme Ventures, which okay. is a stock that is followed, heavily followed on the market. It's a main market stock. And we basically see some momentum around the stock in, in 2019. Mm -hmm. Then um, it fell sharply because the rest of the market sold off as well during the, um, the COVID scare, which was in around March. Yeah. We actually started reaching the, the oversold territory, which is in the green. So this then, is this at the bottom is the RSI you're saying. Yeah. And that green line in twenty March twenty twenty is where it's oversold. Yeah, it and the red line the is where line. it's overbought. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um and then thereafter we see the stock essentially trading up in a way that is what we call typical, right? You see in volumes, um fairly consistent for the period. There are spikes once in a while, but you don't see this large bell shape in the volumes and the price graph at the same time. So it's not like the volumes just came out, come out of nowhere. Pretty much, you're seeing similar volumes um, for the most part, and you can see the price action building up in a way that's natural and volumes that are consistent. You're not seeing the volumes just jump up and the price jump up at the same time. So that's SBL. If we even look at the box, that shows the um, price information. The high is $34.67 for the mm -hmm. period, while the average price is $21.21, right? Um, so let's move to something that looks a bit abnormal and looks kind of pumpish. So my first example is iCreate. So what we notice is that there are a lot of abnormality or abnormal patterns in the volumes, right? It doesn't look like SVL chart because there's large inconsistency around the volume movement. 
um, we see it hitting the overbought territory right around where it breached the $4.50 range. Um, the high for the period was $4.90 and the average price was $2.61. So we see that the high is quite a, quite a sizable distance from the average price. And we're seeing where the 50-day moving average is way above the 200. And then it crash, it crashes far below the 200. And this is happening over the span of months, right? Um, right before the, the crash of the 200-day, crash of the 50-day below the 200, in September thereabout, there's a huge spike in volumes. And we're seeing these long candlesticks, right? Which shows that there's a big disparity between who's selling and who's buying. And that's where the gains are made. This is where people are basically calling themselves geniuses. So let's look at another example. All right, I have Sibani as my next example. Um, if we were to look at the, the March period of 2021, we see the stock moving way above the $2 range, past the $2.50. Um, sorry. Yeah, way above the $2 range. The high is $2.30, and the average price is actually $0.52. Cents. So we notice that's a very big gap. Maybe not numerically, but if you were to calculate it in percentage terms as multiples, right? Mm -hmm. And in terms of the volumes, the volumes are not consistent. You normally have these huge spikes which send up the price and then a crash. And that happens repeatedly over the period of observation. So these are the things we talk about when we're talking about pumps and what they can look like. Um, you see the 50-day shooting above the 200-day and then a crash thereafter. And it happens about three times in this graph. So those are some of the, the, the things that we can look for, as I mentioned in the guidelines. The next example on the other slide is key insurance. Mm -hmm. um, around 2020, right, between March and June, we're seeing the stock reaching far into um, overbought territory on the relative strength index, index graph. You're seeing the 50-day shoot far above the 200-day. Um, the 50-day is a pink line, by the way, and the 200-day is a yellow line um the high is $11.42 and the average price is $4.65 again that's a move in terms of multiples right that kind of price action is not really common um normally there is a catalyst that causes type of price move or you know a turning point and sometimes that turning point is somebody talking it up if you look at the volumes again the volumes are very inconsistent um so pretty much, you know, we're starting to see a pattern emerge. And again, it's the satisfaction of more than one criteria that we would really look at to say, okay, this kind of looks weird. It's not one or the other. Because again, something can become overbought or the 50-day can move far above the 200-day. But it doesn't necessarily make something a, a pump. But when you see all of these things coinciding, then, you know, it causes, it causes people to be, to be curious as to what the reason could be. Mm, I um, understand. Yeah. Okay. The next example is actually not on JSE. It's GameStop. So ah. GameStop saw volumes peak significantly in January 2021. The high for the period was $120.75, while the average price was $27. So again, um, that's a move in terms of multiples in a fairly mm -hmm. short space of time, 
We're seeing the 50-day shoot far above the 200-day, but we noticed that the rally lasted for quite a bit of time. The volumes are a bit lumpy, but as it relates to the total observation period, right, um, those peaks in terms of the volumes were not sustained, meaning that those volumes basically came out of nowhere because the volumes would have been much lower for most of the observation period. So it means that there's something that happened that was out of the norm and the move was not sustained, which is why the price is way above the high. The distance between the high and the average price is so large, I should say. The next example is AMC, right? Um, for most of the period, both, both the, the, the price action and the volumes are flat until March 2021 when there's a huge spike. And then in June 2021, there's another spike where it goes deeper into overbought territory. The 50-day moves even further above the 200-day, followed by a crash um, towards the end of the year. And again, the volumes are spiking and essentially coming out of nowhere. So AMC is a movie theater. And during the period, theaters essentially saw a huge fall off in, in, in patronage. And to, to be in line with this, the, financials, the financial performance would have fallen off significantly in terms of profits. But the price, as you can see, it moved significantly. The high was $45 and the average price was $9.35. Again, this is a move in terms of multiples. This is almost a five, five X move, right? True. Yeah. Next example is Dogecoin. We're seeing the 50 day moving average, but no 200 day because as at the time of this time, this, this observation, we didn't have 200, um, we didn't have 200 trading sessions, but we saw where it was overbought, um, in October, 2022. Um, and we saw the high for the period being 15 cents while the average price was eight cents. So this one isn't as extreme as an example, but this is something that saw a move that seemingly didn't make sense. If you look at these lar large candles, mm -hmm. it shows a big dif um, discrepancy between buyers and sellers. Um, and then lastly, we'll have XRP, which is Ripple. Um, again, as we notice, all these securities would have traded differently, but they have similarities that overlap. And you know, they are on different markets, but what's similar is that you have the 50-day shooting above the 200-day um, repeatedly, it going into um, overbought territory repeatedly. The high was $1.97, while the average price was $0.57. Cents. So that's a move in terms of multiples. So it's not random. You know, a lot of these unrelated securities have similarities around them. And what they have in common is that, you know, there was a pump followed by a crash. So the next slide is that, you know, the, SSC, the SEC speaks on pump and dumps. And they're saying in a pump and dump scheme, fraudsters typically spread false or misleading information to create a buying frenzy that will pump up the price of a stock and then dump shares of the stock by selling their own shares at the inflated price. Once the fraudsters dump their shares and stop hyping the stock, the stock price typically falls and investors lose money. 
false or misleading information about a company's stock price may be spread through sources including social media, investment research websites, investment newsletters, online advertisements, email, internet chat rooms, which includes things like WhatsApp and Telegram, direct mail, newspapers, magazines, and radio. Microcap companies are particularly vulnerable to pump and dump schemes because there's often limited publicly available information about microcap companies. That's the SEC. Now, in the more local context, FSC on pump and dumps. Persons, here I'm going to read from the Securities Act. Persons are also prohibited from false trading and market rigging transactions, stock market manipulation, making false and misleading statements, fraudulently inducing persons to deal in securities or inducing purchase or sale dissemination of information regarding the rise or fall of an investment product and employment of manipulative and deceptive devices in accordance with sections 44 to 49 of the Securities Act. Then we have pump and dumps in action again. You know, cases include Dogecoin, Shiba, GameStop, and Sibone. Um, and the major theme of Wolf of Wall Street is actually pump and dumps. So I actually have a clip from Wolf of Wall Street that I wanted to show. Um, but the summary of pump and dumps is that pump and dumps are a type of securities fraud. In the U.S., the Securities Act of 1933 and the Securities Exchange Act of 1934, Rule 10b, um, as well as Investment Advisor Act of 1940, all address these types of violations. In Jamaica, according to the FSC guidelines from 2022, the Securities Act, sections 44 to 49, speak to market manipulation. Pump and dumps create what we call false markets, and pump and dumps have similar patterns but are not all inexact, not all exact in how they play out. And the sources I used were FSC, um, the SEC website, as well as the Bloomberg Terminal. And I really want to play this clip from Wolf of Wall Street, so I don't know how we're going to do that. Mm, I mean, we can we can leave the clip in the description, yeah, the or we can. I have the link. Yeah. <laughs> all right, yeah. I'm going to send the link in. Um, I'm going to send the link in the chat. Yeah. yeah. Share that with you. Oh yeah, I yeah, think I know this clip too. It's already selling the. <laughs> that was yeah. a good movie, yo. Yeah, that's a great movie. That was a good movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this was a good presentation, bro. Bless, yeah, man, bless. I just wanted I to make it a bit yeah. yeah, I just wanted to make it structured, so it's not a, a talking thing where, oh yo, that brother does bad mind. Like, why would I be bad mind? Think about that. Like, that doesn't make any sense, really.